$950. $950. Now on the internet it's $950. We give it $1,000 next. $1,000 now on the phone. $1,100 back online. That's the sound of auctioneer Nicholas Lowry at his New York City gallery. It's from a New York Times article from a couple of years ago showing how he sells vintage posters. And if his voice sounds familiar, it's because for 25 years, Lowry's been one of the appraiser experts on the Antiques Roadshow on PBS. He's the one with the curly mustache, and he wears those trademark plaid suits. So what does Lowry have to do with the CJN Daily and Jewish-Canadian news? Well, on Thursday, Lowry's family business, Swan Auction Galleries in New York, is auctioning off a rare piece of Canadian Jewish history. And Lowry is expecting that the poster will set a new record price. He's Jewish too, by the way, and he has cousins in Montreal. Lowry thinks either a museum or a Canadian collector would be interested. First on my list would be a proud Canadian Jew, frankly. Um, I, don't, I don't see someone from another country who is not of the Jewish faith buying this. Uh, but it's possible. I mean, there are people who are as excited about history as I am, and it's about you are. It is of such great conversational and historic value, somebody may really admire it for that. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, August 4th, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. So if you want to see a picture of the poster, it's on our CJN website, and you can also check out the link in our show notes. There's also a picture of it in the Northern Lights coffee table book that the CJN published last summer. It's in the chapter about the contribution of Canada's Jewish community to the country's military history. I wrote that chapter, so I know the poster really well. The poster was printed in Montreal around 1916 or 1917. One version was in English, one version was in Yiddish. And it was supposed to help encourage men to sign up for the only military unit in Canadian history to be composed solely of Jews, the Jewish Infantry Reinforcement Draft. The Canadian government put Captain Isidore Friedman in charge. He was a successful diamond merchant and a member of the Montreal Sharshamayim Synagogue. His goal was 300 men. When the group sailed for England in March of 1917, there were just about 85 soldiers. And sadly, they never fought as a Jewish unit. As soon as they landed, pretty much the Canadian Army split them up into other regiments. Coming up, we'll talk to the auctioneer about who's selling this poster, why it's so important, and who we think should buy it. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. The University of British Columbia says it's called in the RCMP after a Jewish student's mezuzah was removed or knocked off the door of her residence room and vandalized. She told the RCMP that this is the second time it's happened. The mezuzah contains a prayer scroll and Jewish people place them on the entry to their rooms and their homes. The university isn't saying which residence building was involved and they're also keeping the identity of this student private. But the school says the incident is unacceptable and if the suspects are also students, they could be expelled. A spokesman for the RCMP in BC says they're investigating what happened and are asking anyone with information to get in touch. A Montreal Yiddish actor and Holocaust survivor has become the 120th person to have their memoirs published by the Azrieli Foundation. Pinchas Blitz's book is called A Promise of Sweet Tea. There was a virtual book launch held recently in Montreal together with the Siegel Center and the Dora Wasserman Yiddish Theatre Troupe, where Blit acted for many years while he was practicing law. 
He's retired now, and he's about 90 years old. He's not sure because his documents were destroyed when he was a child and the Nazis overran his Polish village, and his family fled into the forests to survive. Blit came to Canada in 1948. Check out the full story on the CJN's website. So turning now to the auction story. It's being done by phone and online only due to COVID. Auctioneer Nicholas Lowry says there's lots of interest about this Canadian poster, and he joins me now. Let's tell the audience a little bit. I'm going to show a picture uh, on our uh, social media and on YouTube what it looks like, but maybe you can describe it or, you know, uh, briefly for us. Um, I, I most certainly can. So it is this, uh, it's an image very much with the trappings of other uh, patriotic and propagandistic posters. Uh, there is a banner of the British Union Jack across the top of the poster in which are set three cameos of prominent Jewish uh, members of parliament. Uh, Herbert Samuel, the Viscount Redding, uh, and Edwin Montague. Uh, and underneath, there is a person who is being cut free from his roped bombs uh, while a troop of soldiers are running across a field and he's about to join them. Uh, and in the word bubble above his mouth, it says, you have cut my bonds uh, and set me free. Now let me help you set others free. And right next to that is the slogan, Britain expects every son of Israel to do his duty. Basically uh, encouraging those of Judaic background to join the army. We have cataloged the poster as circa 1917, as best as our south of the border historical uh, context can go. But as I understand it, some of the Canadian institutions believe the poster is closer to 1914. Now, this is a very, it's a small detail, but in, in my world, these are the kind of geeky details that get us so excited and keep us up at night. Um, I would love to know if, if anybody knows and can share, if, if any of your listeners can come forward with some information to, to more accurately date um, this poster. That would just be fantastic. We're on it. We're on it. All right, everybody, you heard that. So uh, email us and, uh, and let us know or tweet us uh, at the cjn.ca. Uh, that's Ellen, I'm sorry, E. Bessner at the cjn.ca, or they can get in touch with uh, Swan Galleries, of course, in, uh, in uh, New York City, right, ahead of the auction and let them know. Now, is there anything that is unique in your opinion about this poster? Because uh, you've sold lots and lots of, uh, of wartime propaganda posters. What strikes you differently about this one? Uh, that's a tricky question. What's different about this one is that it has come up so infrequently. I mean, just to give you a number, I have been in the business uh, for just about 25 years now. Um, and this is only the seventh time we have come across this poster in 25 years, uh, which is incredibly rare. Uh, what's also interesting about it is, you know, for all the stories and all the history that people read about the world wars, in my opinion, and I know that you and I approach this from very different academic uh, perspectives, uh, but from what I understand, very little is spoken about Jewish involvement in the war. And this prominently places Jews right in, I mean, it doesn't actually place them in the fight, but it positions them within history to be shown as being so involved in the war. Right. And just for our listeners in my other life, uh, you know, I wrote a book about this and there were at least 5,000 Canadians uh, Jews who served in the uh, Canadian Expeditionary Forces and in this brigade. Uh, and so seeing this poster up for sale brings me to the question of where does it come from? 
Yeah, it's a great question. And on one level, I, I need to keep um, the name of the consigner uh, confident. We have a confidentiality agreement. But in general, I can definitely tell you the, the broad strokes from which it comes. It was a collector who was very interested in the most interesting propaganda posters that he could find to decorate his office with. And so this poster was one of 40 or 50 that we have in the auction that came from this office in Manhattan. Um, and all he wanted to do was generate conversation among his clients when they came in. So I can also tell you, uh, I don't feel I'm breaking any confidentiality agreement, the, the client was not Jewish, um, but was very aware of the significance and the historical importance of the poster. Uh, so that's why they acquired it and I'm selling it now because they passed away. Let's talk about the rarity. Uh, we know about the significance. Let's talk about the rarity. A couple of years ago, something sim you had a similar auction, right, of a similar um, copy of this poster? Uh, yeah, that is correct. In fact, it was uh, just over two years ago, March 2018. Um, it was the Yiddish version of the poster. Okay, the Yiddish version, um, which had an auction estimate of $4,000 to $6,000. And that auction estimate was based on the previous five times that the poster had come up to auction in the, in the last two decades, roughly sold within $4,000 and $6,000. So we gave that estimate. And at the auction, the poster actually sold for $9,375. So exceeding the high estimate, showing to me, showing to the market in general, how desirable this poster is. People were literally fighting for it tooth and nail. And when you said uh, on your material, it went to an institution. Can you say where? Uh, you know, I, I can't. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So this one, you're thinking it's going to break that record. We'll see. Listen, the interesting thing about auctions are that there are no rules. Um, and when somebody or when several people get passionate about something, there's actually no limit to how much they might spend. Okay. Last question. And that is, you said institutions uh, are interested in it. What's the kind of person that would buy something like this? Um, uh, that's a great question. First and foremost, I would think that a, a proud Canadian a Jew would be the would be my primary candidate, or else a a uh, a world a Jewish World War One buff. It's hard to say. Listen, good luck, and uh, thanks so much for being here with us on the CJN Daily. Uh, so happy, Alan. Thank you so much for the time. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia, integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Cheryl Green in Thornhill, Ontario. She's about to mark the anniversary of the death of her grandfather, Ted Reback, of Calgary. Reback died in August of 2010. He had just turned 100 years old. If the name sounds somewhat familiar to you, it's because Alberta's Camp B.B. Reback in Pine Lake is named in his honour, due to all his charitable support for the camp. And we'll close with a sneak peek from an upcoming episode about birthright trips from Canada being back on. Fingers crossed. Um, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen should there be any any um, situations that require us to, to postpone the trip again. Um, again, we work with the Israeli Ministry of, of Tourism and of Health and any advice that's given to us will be taken. 
everyone has been really um, positive and, you know, optimistic about the opportunity to travel. We will, of course, we will never jeopardize the health or safety of our participants or our trip staff, either on the ground in Canada or in Israel. So we, of course, are taking every precaution um, and advice that's given to us seriously.